2: Welcome back to the absolutely epic early week podcast. This is week seven. I'm Dean. Dean 78904. If you want to get all technical on me, usual suspects are back leading off. It's one uh it's one Bobby Five. Bobby, how uh, how does week six treat you?
3: This was my uh, not my best week this year so far. I've actually had a nice, profitable year so far, but this uh, this week wasn't my best. And I did a lot of things right, but I was so in love with John Brown and Amari Cooper. Kind of crushed me, but uh, I still feel like I'm on it, feeling good, uh, ready for a really, really strange, interesting week seven. Hey, you know I'm gonna
2: call back last week's show because somebody mentioned I think it was you, Bobby. Somebody mentioned John Brown, and I kind of brushed them off. I'm like, eh, I don't play John Brown. And somebody in the comments said, Dean, that was terrible analysis. And you know what I have to say about to you, buddy? Scoreboard. It was actually a pretty good play. That, you know, scoreboard. He didn't do anything, but. Actually, they didn't really need to do much because Cincinnati, Cincinnati, uh, Baltimore uh, beat up on, uh, was it Tennessee? Tennessee's just terrible. They didn't really need John Brown so much. But I don't know why I'm talking to the guy in comments, uh, Grant, bail me out on this because uh, do give me a hard – he wrote like a whole monologue as to why I was wrong. Yeah,
4: yeah he was saying lazy analysis. Um, you can say all you want about him, but you like you can say it over and over again. I have certain guys that I won't play for various reasons, like – Julio Jones, most of the weeks going forward, it's going to be, I'm not playing him. He's overowned. He's not as good at a play as everyone thinks he is. So I don't feel the need to play him. It'll end up working out more in the long run than it will in the short run sometimes. But it, it, it's always- chaotic
3: analysis. This is, to have guys you just don't play, and I'm holding up a little quotation marks with my fingers right now is just a dumb way of looking at things. I actually agree with what that guy said. I don't like the way that he wrote it, but I think that it is really, really dumb to say I don't play this guy.
4: I, I mean, there are, certain, there are certain situations where I look into it, but like this week, I played a lot of Julio Jones this week. I played almost 100% Julio Jones this week, but they're on every single week, unless something immediately stands out that is being overlooked for certain players, they're always gonna draw a certain amount of ownership which in the long run will end up screwing you over. So you have to look at it on a case by case scenario. But most of the time, you just it's it's not a it's not a Julio situation. Almost all the time, it's not a Julio situation.
2: Oh man, yeah, Julio, Julio. Was, I guess you know I didn't love my Julio uh, results, but I didn't hate my Julio results. He still didn't get in the touchdown, uh, getting the end zone just yet. But the ironic thing, that guy and I, my take on that is as far as the analysis is. I'm always from the, I'm willing to play anybody for the right price, and I'm willing to pay anybody for the wrong price. So, um, you know, it is pretty lazy to just say, I don't play X. Uh, but scoreboard, John Brown didn't do anything. But the ironic thing, Grant, uh, last week, our question, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Of course, we backload on the nonsense. But just uh, throwing it out there, our question was best dance, right? The person who wrote this big monologue of, as to why I did a poor job analyzing John Brown, his name was Icky Shuffle, Seventy six. Icky Shuffle seventy six. He, he he had his whole like a paragraph or two as to why it had bad analysis. He didn't partake. Icky Shuffle Grant did not answer our best dance at a wedding question. How does that happen?
4: He probably doesn't like to wear shirts, so he doesn't want a free shirt. <laughs>
3: I just don't I don't I don't understand like why it's Icky Shuffle '76? I so think it'd be maybe that's his year he was born. But I was thinking it would be, he was born in '76. Yeah, man, I would like, think I would think of their years like somewhere in the Bengals years. To so like, if you're gonna have the Icky Shuffle name, I'm sure there aren't that many. I guess maybe there are. Maybe there are on there. Are there are there are there that many Icky Shuffles to where one of those years the Bengals? Oh,
2: Icky Shuffle '75 was taken, so he's like, all right, he kept plugging it in. Like, all right, I guess it's like
3: the like 75- year they went to the Super Bowl or something. I don't know. Which I think it was 86, <laughs> wasn't it? Somewhere around there. They went
2: uh, against the four uniters in the mid 80s. Eight, 89 is what pops in my head, but I could be wrong. Maybe it
3: was 89. It might have been 89. I might be honest. Yeah, awesome. I was not alive then. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs>
2: yeah, move on. Well, Grant, the, the person who sings the Charles in Charge theme song was not alive to watch the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Uh, he is an enigma for sure. Uh, no more nonsense, guys. we got to talk about Week 7. Week 7 is, uh, you know, it's the shortest slate that we've had so far this season. Ten games because of that. Well, there's four teams that are on by. Packers, Pittsburgh, on by. Oakland and Seattle flying back from London, they're on by. There's the Thursday game, as usual. Denver and Arizona, of course, they're not playing in the main slate. Sunday morning London game, not in the main slate. That's Tennessee and the Chargers. Uh, and the two games that look really awesome but are not in the main slate is Cincinnati, Kansas City, and the Giants and Atlanta. Oh, Saquon Barkley is going to catch, like, 72 passes in that game. Unfortunately, you cannot get that in the main slate. Uh, Bobby, because of this, we're just looking at uh, 10 games here, uh, 20 teams. What jumps out to you? This is the first-look podcast. This is Monday night. We're getting our first gander right here. Uh, as far as this slate, what's jumping out for you?
3: I think it's going to be a good GPP slate. Uh, we, you know, we talked about it pre-show and then, and then our first thing until my internet had some problems. Um, we we were talking about some of these games. I like the Minnesota Jets game. I think it's really interesting. I think there's a lot of ways to go this week. And I think that a lot of attention, you know, will be focused on the Cleveland side of the offensive side of the ball against Tampa Bay. I think people might even overplay Tampa Bay. Cleveland does play really quick, but they have a really good defense, especially their past defense has been awesome especially if you factor in the, the amount of plays that they're playing, which is more than most people. So I, I'm a big fan of uh, of trying to find somewhere else to go. I love this Minnesota-New York Jets game. The Jets numbers are a little misleading because they've had so many big plays this year. They're one of the, all the team uh, leaders in big plays. But I, I just love this spot for a pass-happy Minnesota offense that I just – I don't know how to play enough Adam uh, Thielen this week. I, I don't know if 100 is going to be enough for me. So that's what stands out to me. I like that game a lot. I think there's a lot of different places to go. A lot of individual plays. Josh Gordon, somebody we should talk about probably. That's uh, another one of my favorite plays this week. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of places to go, but uh, I'm mostly focusing my attention on that Minnesota Jets game at first look.
2: Yeah, Adam Thielen. You mentioned him. He's just been absolutely. Good. He, he's a definition of a catch game play at least in terms of floor the floor has been so good uh, he basically starts the week with three points because he's gonna get 100 yards every single time least he has so far this year uh, at least 10 targets he's been money every single week and i haven't really played him a ton just because a lot of structure has just kind of been forcing me on cheaper receivers for the most part but always in play grant i'm hearing like doors opening and closing i'm not sure are you still with
4: us yeah, uh, no, I think that's Bobby. Uh, Bobby this week is doing the podcast from in a Brandon warehouse where he's building a fight <laughs> club right now. Um, story. So If you hear people going in, that's heavy machinery. Uh, they are putting up the ring right now. It is going to be a fight club for only people seven feet and taller. Uh, so guys, be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, I, I, we also, we already recorded this because there was some technical difficulties. We recorded halfway through and this is our second go through. And all the guys that I mentioned, Bobby just stole from me right there
3: again. He did mention <laughs> you, you didn't say Josh Gordon. You didn't say any of these. I guys. most certainly did say Dean. No, we, we never spoke about Josh Gordon. Yeah. Right? Yes, I mentioned that he had uh, 10
4: targets. and I uh, Maybe, maybe
3: the internet out. going out is part of what, what didn't help.
4: Oh, yeah, that's going to be your. <laughs> I'm, just
3: impressed.
2: I'm just impressed that Bobby was listening. That, that's the surprising part. We're bearing the lead here. Uh, but, Grant, what, what what is your first look? Because uh i'll tell you this like bobby of course more of a gpp brain than myself i'm more of a cash game brain uh the minnesota jets game is interesting to me to some degree and sure uh adam Thielen's just amazing i don't know if i'm going to get there in cash games for sure he's a a guy i'm looking at in tournaments and that's not the game that jumped out to me uh what are your thoughts as far as that game well don't worry we'll get the Josh, josh gordon you guys can both get your josh gordon takes in a second but uh feel free to give your takes as far as that minnesota jets game and then like what's the what kind of jumps out for you as far as this slate overall
4: uh, I mean, yeah, the Jets and Minnesota game is a fantastic game. Uh, the Vikings are throwing at a higher rate than pretty much anyone in NFL history. They're going up a team that forces the ball to wide receivers on a weekend, week-out basis, and I said it last week, and they went up against the Colts. And, like, the wide receivers actually did quite a bit, even though Luck is the guy that tends to force the ball to both the tight end and the running back, which did not happen too much for either. I mean, obviously, Ebron, I think, got a touchdown, but that's because Andrew Luck has, makes it – Makes it a thing to throw to him at least 14, 15 times a game, no matter if he's covered or if he can even catch the ball. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that, that's a really interesting GBP game uh, for quarterbacks. We got the guys up near the top that are potential big, uh, big spins with Winston going against a tough Cleveland defense, Goff, who – just get Jared Goff, but there's always a chance that Gurley takes things off. we got Brady going up against a tough Chicago defense, but Brady's a guy that can destroy anyone at any given time, especially with all the weapons he has. Now with Josh Gordon a little bit healthier and Edelman back, so he, I think, is potentially the cash game play. Him or Baker. Uh, Cleveland has just so many different guys that you can probably go with this week. With Callaway, with Ratley or Higgins, I don't – I can't remember if Higgins is injured or whatever, but Ratley's the guy that came in – uh, took over for him, and I don't know if he'll be out this weekend, but Mayfield uh, is finally in a good matchup, and he's had tough ma- defensive matchups for weeks, and now it's a different situation Then, yeah, we already mentioned. Uh, we'll, well, we'll get to your guy. Go ahead and talk to us about your guy that you're looking at.
2: Yeah, well, first of all, you're talking about uh, Higgins and Ratley. Ratley was questionable. I think he got hurt that game. They want to – again, this is Monday, and they think he's going to be healthy, but uh, I want to say I saw a tweet where they basically finished that game, which essentially – uh, two healthy wide receivers, not counting uh, Njoko, of course, a tight end. And you know, uh, we talked about, or Bobby talked about his week last week, and my week was taken down. I salvaged; it wasn't as awful as I thought it was going to be, but it was my first negative week in a few, uh, in a few for sure. But uh, I had way too much Landry. Landry was an absolute disaster, and he was like I think six eight or six nine on DK. And despite the fact he was a disaster, his price has now jumped up to seven three. That matchup against Tampa really, really jumps off the board. So I'm, I'm certainly intrigued. And Callaway has just been one of the worst, if not the worst wide receiver in all of football. But if he's going to get, you know, if he's going to be on the field for every single snap, basically. Why do you say he's the
3: running worst? Running. Space, his, low, his low catch percentage?
2: Yeah, he's not catching the
4: ball. But that's, but that's because
3: Baker Mayfield overthrows him by 20 yards every time. Everyone thinks this is – No, I've guy.
4: seen so he many doesn't drop the ball.
3: He doesn't drop the ball. He's getting – at least these throws are nowhere near him mostly. Almost all of his targets are on literally these bomb plays. They try a million times a game, which is, again, why he's always a great GPP play. But it's, it's, these, are not like, these are not on Callaway. It's not like he's dropping all these passes. It's not like he's, you know. He had a drop last week. He for sure had a drop last week. No, I'm sure he's had some drops. I'm just saying that they're not all like that. It's not like he's dropping five balls every game. I feel like this has been he's said about Mike Zay ever. Jones
4: before. And Zay Jones is still Zay Jones.
3: He just got touchdown last week. Had yeah, a, wow,
4: one-game sample size. That really – I,
3: I, I had him a little bit last week. I don't oh, think that's
4: I, a ballsy move.
3: Yeah, you know, I know. Went, the went I, went, I went for it. There was A. Jones. I was like, ah, I need – I'm very big on gambling on these really cheap receivers. He's like, he still hit 12.5 fantasy points. Like, it wasn't like a terrible gamble for a minimum cost guy. I was just trying to take shots uh, in a team – for a team that I thought would be passing a lot. I just didn't happen to click the Albert Wilson button, which, by the way, why haven't we talked about him?
4: Oh gosh, yeah, I
3: forgot. We probably should. Yeah, it. that's not that's not happening again. If you guys want to chase no, out, well, no, no, no. it's not it's not chasing. First of all, it's not chasing when no one else does it. The fact that he was owned by here's what's amazing to me. He was owned by between point four and point eight percent, point eight of point eight of one percent in tournaments, and yet everybody who won every tournament, even smaller ones, where he was only owned by a few people, had him on the lineup. Not only because he smashed by so much, but partly because their lineup construction led them to play. Gordon and Gurley together, which worked out. I think with
4: Brock Osweiler too. And when you have 60 no, no, no,
3: no, 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 that's just for the millionaire. I'm talking about for every tournament. Uh, like, Brock
4: Osweiler was 4.8 percent or 0.48 percent used. Same as same as Albert. Yeah,
3: yeah, but he's not on all the winning lineups. I'm just saying. I went through all the winning lineups today because I already had to do this. I literally did so, and he's on all of them, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much all of them. And he was more like of a play that we should have considered. And it's, it's not like he's gonna be, you think he's gonna be like a chalky receiver this week? No, no, no,
4: no. this is
3: an aberration. That, 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 well, yeah, but he's done it like, he, he's justified this price two and a half times so far this year in six games. And when he's, he's destroyed it twice, so why wouldn't we take a shot on a guy with big playability in a game where they'd be throwing the ball a lot when no one else is going to? Like it doesn't matter, it's not chasing if it's doable. It, it happened three weeks ago too. I mean, I'm not going to do it. I,
2: I'm do it. I, I, I don't think I'm, I do not plan on playing. You know what? When we have our wage later on the show, you could take Albert Wilson.
3: But <laughs> Dean, no. My overall point though is what is what's important is like if you would just took this stand and you played the top guys who you know you're going to get these this massive workload the Golds to the Curlies <laughs> and you played them with these minimum cost guys, you'd hit on them. If you played Robbie Anderson the week before, you, you, you even if you rotated them at all ten percent, you could just dean it up. Find ten guys like that. One of them is going to go nuts. And on those 10%, you'll have a chance to win tournaments. I agree with player. Bobby It's so true. It's exactly what's happening. It's so clear. And I feel like it's a really clear path the rest of the way. You stars and scrubs it. This it's been like a, a, a clear, clear path the rest me. of the way. It's been the clear path for the last year. No, it hasn't, though. Not every – I don't think it's always been the case. I, I, you know, and and it just in my opinion, I think it's a little bit different now. I feel like there's – there's more like the guys who were 3,800 could put up 35 now. And I feel like before they were putting up like 20 or 25 when they were having big games. Now it's like you're getting the top scores of the day, like at near minimum cost almost every week or like close to the top score of the day. And then you're almost. No, no, I think
2: it's two different things you're saying. You're saying, yeah, uh, I'm you're just, saying, I'm I'm saying, 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 specifically. The, the, I'm, I'm not saying specifically I mean, I know, but as a strategy, I hear you. I agree.
3: That's just not what uh, it's, I prefer take, shot, take shots on these minimum costs. Like if we were nobody would have thought about Jermaine Curse last week, and he almost had like a really monster week. Like I mean, I'm mean, just saying, like wait, the, no one would have thought about Jermaine Curse going up against a team that is gives him a bunch of stuff again in, in the middle. Jermaine, like, Jermaine Curse wasn't even like he wasn't point anything percent owned. He was a zero percent on. That
2: was, was because of injury though. Noonan got hurt. That's what that's yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. He
3: got his, yeah, Grant, he got his numbers because the Noonan got hurt. He'll be he could play him yeah, this. noon I mean, was hurt, but he he was gonna get zero work. Zero. It was not like going to be a, a Jermaine curse week. We right? already
4: knew Anunua was
3: harshly hurt at the beginning. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Uh, and we not play Robbie Anderson then. All right, whatever. I'm not going to buy into this Anunua. This, this, the, the cast on be. his hand. If you think Jermaine Curse was a good play going into the week as a number three receiver in that game, I look. I played the other two receivers, so maybe I was just wrong. But it wasn't that he was a great receiver. It was that one got hurt. That was it.
2: You guys like Curse this week uh, with Nama being out for three to four weeks, so uh, sure, it's going to be Curse's body or four point one K. Is he in the mix, Bobby? You're talking about rolling out a couple stud running backs and some cheap receivers. I, you got to think that Curse is probably going to be uh, maybe even a cash game playable guy. I think we'll talk about Baltimore receivers in a second uh, because I think those guys are certainly conversation for cash as well. Nice matchup against the Orleans; they're all kind of sort of priced down. Uh, but Curse at four K, if you're looking for a cheap receiver. A guy to hang out in the slot and probably get, what, seven or eight or nine targets or so. Not a major monster upside, but he feels uh, you know, like he's got a decent floor. Is that enough for you to throw him in the, uh, the Albert Wilson conversation there, Bobby?
3: Absolutely. Um, but I would prefer to play Albert Wilson for tournaments because of the upside. Um, I don't even know if I would prefer to play Albert Wilson. i got to figure it out because I like that game so much, so I, do, I will have some exposure. I don't want to like, say something that's going to come back to haunt me later in the week. I'm more interested in Robbie Anderson just because of the home run upside, obviously. But I like this game, so I'm trying to figure out which guys I want to rotate. Obviously, curses is one of them just because of the bodies, and that's the situation. Um, but it's not like I think Minnesota's defense is terrible. So their offense is really fast, and they play a pass-happy offense. The Jets have big score, big playability. It's like this game could easily turn into a weird shootout, especially the fact that it's in New York. I just I just like this I like the way this game could end up playing out. It could be a really high-scoring game that people aren't really ready for. Um, I think more people – also, we didn't talk about it, but I think a lot of people will focus on the Baltimore passing attack even though it wasn't great. Uh, like, I mean, obviously, Brown hurt a lot of people last week. I still think a, a ton of people are going to play that passing game.
2: Yeah, since we're there, I wanted to bring a little bit of structure here and talk about the quarterbacks at first. But since you brought up the Baltimore receivers, uh, you know, John Brown and all his air yards at 5.7K versus New Orleans. A New Orleans secondary has been burned a ton. Uh, Lattimore left last game with a concussion. I'm not really sure what his status will be because they had an off week. He might be back. I believe it's his second concussion. So, maybe they held him out another week. Not really sure. But, uh, nonetheless, either way, that secondary, that defense has not been good. It's been absolutely burned a ton. Yeah, Crabtree at 5.1K. And then you got good old Willie Sneed, not the third, not the fifth, but the fourth. With some revenge game at least 4K. All three guys for me are in play, Grant. Uh, do you have sort of an order as far as your interest, as far as Brown, Crabtree, and Sneed? Of course, uh, we're looking at the DraftKings pricing 5.7K for Brown, 5.1 for Crabtree, and Sneed at 4K. What say you, Grant?
4: So uh, you said I was a crazy person for wanting to go with John Brown last week, and turns out uh, you were right. Um, sucks, sucks to be me. Uh, but a lot of people ended up getting on him. And what's changed this week? Uh, not a whole lot's changed. He was still a guy with double-digit targets. I think 14 targets the week before. He's still a guy that is going to probably end up with 8, 9, 10, 11 targets. He's a guy with big play potential with a quarterback that can throw the ball deep downfield in a, what should be a very high-scoring game here. Um, so the main thing is with Tennessee, they just don't give up huge plays that often. It just doesn't really happen I think they're 26th in the league in terms of 20 plus yard plays and I want to say 30th in the league in terms of 40 plus yard plays and now it's a matchup versus the Saints whose defense has not been fantastic this week they're middle of the pack in terms of both those categories this year uh, so yeah I'd like John Brown the most uh, I expect Crabtree and uh what's his what's his name I can't remember his name Sneed to both be operating uh, a little bit shorter field distances. So any one of these three could end up with a big game. Um, but I think John Brown's a much more likely target. And I, I think he's going to just absolutely crush this week if Vladimir is out. And even if Latimer is in, I think that he has a chance to crush.
3: Bobby? I'm going to say because the touchdown equity, the Crabtree is the best play in this game. I know he hasn't put up the touchdowns this year necessarily. Um, the targets are there. The The thing is, he runs so many pass routes that are that are short of distance. It's almost like a modern, like, like a little bit like Landry style. He gets so many targets. He gets so much work towards him, which pretty much everybody in the Baltimore passing game does these days. But Crabtree can be really, really good when you're playing inside the 20s, and I think that's going to be the case a lot on Sunday. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see like a multi-two, three-touchdown game out of a guy like Crabtree. John Brown is the one who jumps out initially, but again, I – I ended up pivoting a little bit, not nearly enough. I, you know, I had to make some second-half adjustments at the end of the week, so I, I threw in some Crabtree at the end, but uh, not nearly enough because this week I think that Crabtree is the best play, and I think that Sneed is a great play too. I think that it, it will depend somewhat on ownership for me. If for any reason Crabtree is like higher owned than Brown, which should never happen uh, here, I would jump over to John Brown. But just factoring everything in, I think that Crabtree is my favorite uh, GVP play in this game so far
2: I think Flacco is going to be a top three owned quarterback in tournaments if for no other reason on DraftKings it's just so easy to pair the receivers there they're so cheap and you can pair one or pair two receivers and of course the matchup is prime against New Orleans uh Grant what do we do on the other side let's knock out the rest of this game Kamara of course uh is 8.5k Ingram is back uh Ingram actually out snapped Kamara the first game there Monday night Uh, Kamara now is down to 8.5k Ingram at 5.9k the matchup's not good I mean sure in tournaments you can always play Kamara but for me it feels like a stay away just it doesn't seem necessary and of course you know get to a guy like Gurley I suppose you can double down at elite running back but that's more of a tournament strategy Uh, what's your take as far as Kamara uh, Kamara and just the rest of the New Orleans offense
4: so I mean it is a tough matchup but this is Alvin Kamara Uh, it's going to be a situation similar to what we saw last year only I think that it favors Kamara more this year than it does last year, considering that most teams are going away from the run a little bit, and New Orleans was going way more towards the run last year, and now with the rule changes it could very easily change. Um, you have everyone that just got slaughtered by Kamara last week where they're not going to trust him this week, especially with guys like Zeke or McCaffrey in the same price range a little bit lower, and then Gurley for just 1300 more where you're not going to get much ownership on them. Uh, he could end up putting up five, six, seven points in this matchup, as he can pretty much any single matchup where Mark Ingram is in there because uh, you don't know exactly what his usage is going to be. But there's also potential that he could end up putting 30 points in there. Like we see, we can, this isn't sustainable or terribly sustainable, the pace at which he's producing here. And with a timeshare, you don't really want to pay 8.5K for running back. He's always a play for tournaments.
2: Yeah, I mean, he put 6.9 points up in that game against Washington. I feel like that's an absolute anomaly, but uh, I don't think he's going to put up four I think that happened it
4: once or twice last, last year, too.
2: Yeah, uh, Bobby, you have a take. For me, it's just mostly my first look is it's a stay away. It doesn't seem necessary. Like, I'm not panicking. I don't think he's going to be this guy the rest of the way, obviously. But, you know, I picked my spots as far as the matchup, and this one's up, not jumping out for me. How about yourself, Bobby?
3: It's such a bad play, it's almost good. Um <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Like, if there was zero ownership at all, I think you have to jump and get ahead of the field uh, just with the upside. But that's not going to be the case. So, ten, I, I mean,
2: you know, 5%? It's not, I don't think he's going to be that heavily owned again, it's a
3: ten game. If 5% and I script this week, which I probably will, again, uh, I would probably go 10 or 15 just because you have to be – I mean, it's, it's too in the cards for him to get 40. And, by the way, his floor is much higher than people think it is still. Like it's not like he's gonna put no. up like he's not gonna put up six again. He's he's it's his floor is not like his floor is still sixteen ish. Week um, we week, yeah, that was a thirteen
4: sure. last year, five point seven points. Week eighteen last year.
3: You're picking like, you're picking two weeks out of a season. Good job, Grant. Week 18. 18.
4: So eight. Two
3: weeks out of a season? You pick two weeks out of an entire year on a timeshare. Okay, how about this? Uh,
4: yeah, on a time so
3: exactly. That's your example. That's a really, 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 really dumb argument.
4: Okay, sorry. Three of the last seven weeks. How about – or three of the last eight, nine weeks. How about that?
3: Eight – That well, you can't, can't keep making up numbers. These are huge differences. Five weeks Depends this to year. Three Five weeks? Three out of nine is a huge difference. It's almost half to – it's nuts it's almost half all to 33 percent.
4: Right. all right so 25 percent of the last 12 games he has had less than 10.3 points he had less than 16 points yeah that's why time you
3: time. don't play him if he's chalky because but there's 45 point upside that's, you just you just said i was
4: arguing the 16 point floor that's not his floor his floor I, is six uh
3: okay so his actual <laughs> final floor is technically six but everybody has a i mean it's, it's how you define floor your his realistic floor what i expect on the downside of this game is somewhere between 14 and 18
2: i mean yeah well, there's, a game, there's a game last year by the way granted I, I believe he got concussed like right in the first drive or two or something like that you might be citing that what it's worth nice uh, job so, great yeah
3: spot I, that one out next time dean had to I'm, I'm
2: pretty sure that i'm pretty sure that happened last year if i recall correctly we're getting off the rails let's jump uh, position by position you know, our takes are out there as far as kamara um, you know, we talked about well, Flacco in that game is certainly interesting, and he's super cheap as well. Uh, again, we kind of go off DraftKings uh, on this on this plate just because, well, hey, it's a first look on Monday. We're not going to be jumping from site to site. And Flacco's five point four K in a prime matchup versus the New Orleans defense that's not very good. Um, I think Mayfield, despite the fact he's struggling to play, is prime for a nice matchup here against Tampa. I know he's dealing with an ankle, but they said he's fine. He's five point eight K. Brady is six point one. If you want to spend all the way up on golf, I have no problem with that at 6.6K. Uh, Durant, at quarterback, who's jumping out for you?
4: I mean, yeah, you, you, you mentioned most of the guys. For me, it's it's Flacco. Uh, if you're going cheap, it's Flacco or it's Mayfield. Those guys are the two most likely candidates to put up 30-point games, which is now seemingly required any given week. And, I mean, I guess any quarterback can do it if Brock Isla can, but. Uh, you pretty much need a huge game out of your quarterback. This isn't like last year where you get 15 out of your quarterback and you're and he's cheap and you're like, oh yeah, this is fine. I'll be all right. I can still win. Now you can't win big field tournaments like that. So Baker and Flacco at the low end. I love Brady as price tag of 6100. Uh, Chicago's a very good defense, but this is Bill Belichick and he can pretty much exploit anyone here. And then Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins there at the top are both fantastic plays. I mean, we already mentioned Cousins and how fantastic of a play he'll be this week. I think he puts up 400 yards, like 80% of them going to both Diggs and Thielen, and I think he puts up four touchdowns here. Everyone's got to look at what happened with Murray last week, but he did break off a big run. They were going from ahead most of the time, and so Kirk Cousins wasn't that heavily involved later on in the game. And Jared Goff, like – San Francisco is still a team that can keep games close. We saw it tonight with Green Bay. I think they can do it with San- against the Rams, considering that both the Broncos and the Seahawks did in the last two weeks. It has a 10.5 uh, spread here, but they still have a 31 implied team total. Gurley's going to have one of these weeks where he only ends up with one touchdown here uh, sometime soon, and that means that a lot more touchdowns are going to both Robert Woods and Cooks and everyone else on the team. And so Jared Goff's going to be airing out and could very easily end up with a six touchdown game. And I mean, people forget that Gurley can end up with two receiving touchdowns in game two, which even helps golf, golf, Goff.
2: Yeah. Well, you mentioned Brady, who are you most likely to stack Brady with you? Talk James about White. Gordon and I-
4: James oh, White okay. and Josh
2: uh, Gordon. And is Gronk just not going to happen this year? Is that like, what's the story? Why wait, is
3: that? They, wait, did you watch the game last night? They did a nice job of just yeah, the they play. used him for all the plays. At the end, I mean, for pretty much they threw the
2: ball times. to him four times. I need more than four targets. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't, well, don't play Gronk. Nobody's saying to play Gronk. Oh, who who are you talking about? I, I thought I was talking about Gronk. Where you? Oh, got I the, just thought
3: that it was obvious not to play Gronk at this point.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I don't think it's obvious no, not I'm to play him. He's still great. Gronk.
3: Yeah, is he? He's just
2: for whatever reason he hasn't been unleashed uh, just yet. I don't know why yeah, he hasn't here played for a while. Now. I mean, that's the thing in New England, though. Like, you don't really know if these guys are injured or they're injured. Like,
3: 6K is pretty cheap for his upside.
4: Yeah. 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 And, I mean, the the one thing we know – if there's one thing we know with Bill Belichick in fantasy is on a week-to-week basis, whatever you think is going to happen, he's going to decide to screw you over pretty darn badly.
3: Yeah, like, would it surprise any of us if he had, like, you know, six for 130 and two touchdowns? No. Well, what's your
2: take, Bobby, as far as who you're going to pair with Brady? Is, is it white for you as well? At 6.9K, that's a
3: little bit. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not playing Brady. I believe in this Bears defense. Um, I also believe in oh. the team in general. The Bears defense that gave it 380 <laughs> yards to Brock
4: Osweiler. Brock Osweiler disagrees.
3: <laughs> hey, man, I, whatever happens, games happen every year. That I still think – I mean, Minnesota was a good defense last week, and I got crapped for it for recommending them after they gave up, you know, 28 to the They They've bad
2: this year. Minnesota has just been bad. Well, they game. were
3: pretty damn good against Philadelphia, except for some garbage touchdowns at the end. Otherwise, they would have been the top scorer in defense that week. So, I'm just saying, like, in terms of fantasy. Anyway, that's what we're talking about, I thought. But, yeah, you want the, to know the best.
2: The Oslo Iron thing, by the way, is a lot of yak, for what it's worth. A lot of Wilson yak. Uh, do we have any interest in these cheaper,
3: cheap quarterbacks? I didn't, I, I didn't even oh. talk about quarterbacks at all. I didn't get to say mm. anything. Oh, go ahead. I, I'm going to talk about <laughs> well, Kirk, Cousins. Kirk Cousins. and Jared Goff are the best two plays on the board, in my opinion. Other than the most obvious play in history, which okay. I don't care where he's playing. I don't care who he's playing. I don't care what the situation is. Especially if you think the game's going to be competitive and you're going to charge 5700 for Drew Brees. I don't care. I just don't care. You have the top-scoring quarterback on the slate by a decent amount, and he's prices as the 13th best quarterback. And we're going to You're play. saying Brees will
2: be a top-scoring
3: top quarterback for- this week? He's the highest scoring quarterback overall for the season on the slate fantasy-wise by a good amount.
2: Yeah, we care about it's, – it's not – yeah, he doesn't get all the touchdowns. As but, a, he's
3: the, but he's the 13th, the 13th highest price guy. Let me finish my point. There, what, what is the risk here when you think the game's going to be close? You really – you're worried about putting him out there because the defense is good? Don't worry about the defense. Drew Brees at 5,700 is way too – that's your cash game play. It's a lot too. like, I don't understand it. Like he's going to put up 20 fantasy points in any competitive game, pretty much unless something weird happens, which it did happen a couple times, but this is a different year than last year. Drew Brees is a, is just way, way, way he gets there way more often than not. I think he's safe and I think he has obviously Drew Brees like upside. So 5,700, he's probably the best play on the board other than my two favorites at the top, but that's because I like the stacks. I mean, he is my yeah, golf buddy,
4: it. Bobby. So I would know better. Uh, he, he already called me and said I'm not going to have a good week this week. He told you that? He he's, he called me and told me <laughs> that. That's, that's our Monday night our Monday night golf game where I fly out to whatever city he's in, go golfing with him. Uh, no, yeah, I completely. Completely like a weird over- thing
2: I'm gonna get him to bring up just for no particular reason.
4: Uh, no, I I completely overlooked Breeze, Bobby. I don't know. if – I still don't know if he is the best play on the board. Uh, I I think Bobby's right, probably. In cash, uh, it's still a very, very good idea. I mean, with Ingram being in there, they are going to be running the ball more. Uh, he may be the highest-scoring quarterback of the season, but he did have eight points against New York, and he does have Ingram back in this offense, which can But,
3: but that game against New York, they were up by a ton, and they just pounded the ball the rest of the game. So and he didn't get the touchdown love because of Kamara broke two off early. So, like, that was just a situational thing. And, yeah, that could happen. But, like, we don't think they're going to run away with this game at Baltimore. So, I mean, it could end
4: up like the Cleveland game. It's a very
3: unique, very well, no, 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 similar situation. That, that's, that's closer, yeah, because Cleveland is a legit high-end defense regardless of what happened this last week against the, the Chargers. They actually are a legit defense. Look at the teams they've played, how tough they've played them in tough spots. But I, I still think that the upside is, is just so – I mean, it's Drew Brees. Like, just bet on the offense in modern-day football and – I, I feel like he's safe with upside. I don't think there's really any risk. I just, for me, that if I was playing cash, he'd be my number one guy. And I'll play him in tournaments too because people aren't going to play him. They're going to play Baker Mayfield more than they play him. And I know the matchup is much better, but Drew Brees in a close game, that's enough, that's automatically, you know, potential 500 yards and five touchdowns in the modern day NFL. That's a potential. That's legitimate. Baker Mayfield, we don't even know what but this guy I- can do. I agree
2: with you that, like, if you're on team, like, defenses don't matter. Obviously, this is, like, the great – you know, on FanDuel, I know the prices, but I imagine the price on FanDuel is probably just standard, so you just don't look at it because, you know, why are you going to pick on Baltimore where you don't have to? But DK kind of forced you to think about it. And it is weird that people are going to be playing Mayfield for $100 more uh, than Drew Brees just because of the matchup. And some people say defenses don't matter. Uh, I think uh, location of the game matters too, especially when it comes to Brees and that offense. I want him in the dome. So you kind of got to factor that in as well, too. And Baltimore, it's just not a fun place to play in general. But he's certainly in the mix just because the price kind of forces you there. Uh, Grant, you have any more takes as far as quarterbacks? Or shall we move on and talk about – well, uh, are there any cheap running backs that kind of jump out for you? Uh,
4: how cheap do you think is cheap?
3: Wait, there's a cheap quarterback that's good.
4: We, we just talked about a cheap quarterback that's good.
3: No. Bobby, Bobby we've moved on since quarterbacks. Okay, well, there's one more cheap one, and it's your guy. I thought you were going to name him.
4: Um. Is it Blake Bortles, the greatest QB of all time?
3: No, it's it's that I think you've got to keep taking shots against this Rams team with the pace they play. I know their defense is good, but I think this Beathard is pretty good. And I think at 48, 48, if you want to do something kind of interesting, this guy's pretty good. He has a pretty good rapport with, obviously, the guy he's been with since freaking grade school or whatever, however long, since 2013, uh, the, the tight end uh, Kittle. But also with Goodwin, or even taking a shot with a guy like Garcon, who didn't get as many targets tonight, but had a had 12, I think, the week before. I just think that that's like kind of interesting in the way that Rams play. Everybody seems to get flooded. Nobody played the you know the uh, the receivers from the Broncos this weekend. and I couldn't figure out why because they're just going to get so many opportunities. So I, I like him, and I like the the Niners passing game.
4: Yeah, yeah, I actually played Beathard and Cash on one website. Uh, which just because they had a drastic pricing disparity. It's not any of the big ones. Um, they out. No, no, it was a Fanball when I played there Monday through Thursday. So he was just drastically underpriced. But that actually brings me into one of the best cheaper running backs on the entire slate, which is Matt Burita. Uh 5,300 here. He is going up against the Ram teams. He gets up tons of receiving out of the backfield there um their defense they're going to be coming from behind we know that VR loves to dump the ball off uh, he may not have done it as much in this game I can't remember I didn't watch it fully because I was doing work so I was only half in there half out and then also Carlos Hyde at 4,700 here uh has huge touchdown yeah. equity because they're always running him in the red zone there so he could do it and then uh I need to look into Hines because he was just not involved in this offense I don't know if it's because of Mac coming back and then having more time to be in there and more acclimation to the offense, but Heinz is still a guy that can end up breaking off a big run, can end up with 10 targets in any good game. I mean, he has 39 targets on the season. If we had a wide receiver with 39 targets on the season for 4,300 when he was only playing half the game for the first few weeks of the season, I mean, wouldn't we think about that?
3: Did you see the touchdown drops the last week, the two? <laughs> no, I wasn't watching. He
4: had <laughs> yeah. dropped two of them?
3: I, uh, yeah, he dropped two, but one of them they ended up calling a penalty on, so it wouldn't have mattered, but the, but the other one – I mean, it was, like, the biggest – it was a wide-open touchdown drop. Like, it was really bad. Anyway. Um, uh, uh, I, guess, Brent, the I love your uh, point about Brita. I just want to point out, though, after watching this game tonight I mean, being in San Francisco while I was watching this game, I'm even more convinced um, he's not quite right, and he played great still. Like, he's great. I think he's really good. He's underpriced. I think it maybe the sneaky play of the week for one of these guys who could really go off in a game environment that could get out of hand. If it was in L.A., I might even like this play a little bit better. And it's going to sound nuts, but it's, it's it's the other guy. It's Raheem. Uh, you mean, it, yeah, isn't
4: he priced at minimum price here? Let me double check here. Yeah. Yeah, he's minimum, or it's 3300 here. here. Um, they are. obviously don't care about Morris. Main thing is it's all about Burita's health. I mean. No, but you
3: could see that most, most this guy could, could, could move. And I know it was the Packers' defense, but, like, the Rams can get up big stuff, too. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, kind of interesting. Like, a guy maybe you take a flyer on and, like, you know, we're back in the world where maybe 20 fantasy points from a player can get you there. We thought for a minute that it was going to take 30 from everybody, even the minimum cost guys. Now now maybe 20 points from a 3300 guy could be a, a nice little player.
4: Yeah, and something to keep in mind, guys, is that he was playing on the Monday night game, so they didn't have a chance to bump up the salary. So that's clearly a misprice considering no one knew that Alfred Morris is the third-string running back now for some reason.
3: And Brita's not yeah, doing – Yeah, Al Spencer passed. Sure. It looks Brita. like definitely banged up. He would have gotten a lot more touches tonight if he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Grant, we talked
2: pre-show briefly, and you wanted to talk about, uh, well, Cullen on the Chicago side.
4: Yeah, yeah, so he's the other guy I was going to mention here. Um, Nagy clearly loves him in the offense. I mean, we have a guy here who had ten targets last week. That's that's 10, that's double digits there, a guy with huge playmaking ability. I mean, (laughs) is anyone ever going to be surprised if he breaks off a 40, 50-yard run in any given game or 40, 50-yard catch? Uh, Jordan Howard seems to be not nearly as relevant, and the fact that Cohen may even end up with 13 runs along with 8 to 10 targets and a lot of dump-offs going up against a New England team where they're going to be coming from behind in all likelihood, passing the ball a ton. They don't really trust Trubisky to really air it out there. So they're going to design plays for Cohen to do something with the ball in his hand. And I mean, he's had 33 points two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I guess before it's by and then 24 points last week. Um, I think he's maybe not, he could even be a cash guy. I mean, real, realistically, this guy is Chris Thompson last year. That's, 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 that's what he is.
3: I love, I love Tariq Cohen. I'm like the biggest Tariq Cohen fan. I think that the, best player on the on (laughs) the best player on the bears is is Khalil Mack second best player is Tariq Cohen I I really believe this and I just don't know how much work he like I actually think because of the work he could get in this kind of a game at home the Jordan Howard now the, the problem you know with Cohen is the situation and Howard is legitimately good running back so these guys even when their numbers fall and they don't it's not they're struggling it's just that they, there's only so many guys you can go to. This team has a lot of weapons, actually, and kind of a weird guy to get in the ball. So uh, Cohen actually makes sense a lot to pair, like to play a lot. Like, I'm not saying play Trubisky today, but I'm saying like he makes sense as doing well with Trubisky in general. In general. But I think that Howard could just be sneaky just because you might see one of the – we saw this happen last year where there'd be these weeks, like two or three in a row, or Cohen would go nuts, and then all of a sudden Howard would have like three games in a row where he ran the ball like 24 times for 100-plus yards and a touchdown or two at least. Who like, was their coach last year? Uh, no, I, fair enough point. That's a fair enough point. But I still think there's an outside chance, like at 5,500, you have a you have a guy who can still be a workhorse back. It still has, you know, has had 20-plus touches, and, you know, well, actually, his number...
4: Yeah, he, he's, he's not getting 20. No, he's
3: had 20 targets three times, and 20 touches three times so far. Oh, no, that was kind of targets. But 19-plus touches three times out of five games, like... I just think he's still, like, an interesting play. Yeah, yeah
2: Howard's snap count's gone down to, like, 50% or so at this point. And like, you talk about loving Cohen. I think Cohen's a great athlete. I love the you know the, the, the backwards split when he scores on touchdowns. You don't get any DFS points for that. You should. Yeah, that's, that definitely should be factored in. Factored in. Uh, I love players that play. I like players that are on the field. I like volume. And I'm just not sure who's going to play. It's going to be basically, like, a 50-50 split one of these guys probably has a really good game the the other one probably not so much uh, I mean the thing
4: are, is the thing is this is full point PPR format this is an Alvin Kamara Mark Ingram light scenario last year um, yeah, and sure. very light
3: yeah sure very light. and you're right if, the, if Drew Brees was the quarterback in, in Chicago right now I would be saying Tariq I would say Tariq Cohen at 5100 is a joke. <laughs> I would say that's twenty-five on layaway. Drew Brees will get the best player of the ball.
2: Another cop could be James White and Sonny Michelle in the same game.
3: Yeah, fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. I, I yeah, Michelle. Yeah, totally agree. And I love Cohen. I'm not saying I don't like Cohen this week. I was just thinking off the board. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see these weeks of how out of Howard coming up. And Grant, you did forget a couple of cheap guys. Can I just mention a couple of cheap ones that, that we should look? No, at? you're not allowed to. Sorry? Shut up that's it we're done moving on uh we, who Powell? We, have to, we have to look at peyton barber um we really do i mentioned him brief, really briefly just before uh, whoever we think is going to get the touches i think jones is going to be the guy um maybe this is even a time to take a shot i just think that we don't have to team, look at Peyton Barber. this tampa, tampa team moves the ball so much it's uh so, so quick, and they, they have a, a fast-scoring offense that you combine with the team that plays the second face, fastest pace in the NFL, even though they play good defense, but they funnel things towards the running back. And all these running backs are minimum cost. Like, I think that there's a good chance one gets over 20 and gets there. I just think it's kind of interesting. Like, I'm not saying it's the most exciting play in the world, but it's the same way I felt about it this week. And the other guy I'm just surprised you didn't mention is in the same game. I don't think it's a Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde's getting like 30%. He plays like 30% of the snaps. He does get a lot of work when he plays because he's getting goal line, kit work. But if I'm going to play anybody from Cleveland in this game at running back, it's going to be Duke Johnson. This is a textbook Duke, jo- Duke Johnson game, um, especially the fact that it's on the road. You have Tampa, you know, prop, what are they going to be? a sm- Actually, what is this game? One, who's the favorite? I don't even have the spread. Uh, we got Tampa as a three-point favorite. Yeah, okay, so Tampa is a small favorite. I like Duke Johnson in this spot. I just feel like this could be like a little one of those, you know, old Duke Johnson spots, and then – the, just the last guy I mentioned. The, these are not fun plays. We're we're digging for for weird ones down towards the bottom, and guys like Crowell can always break off too. And Hines Grant made some good points about you know the re- receiving you know how many targets he's getting. This is not a fun play. I'm just at some. I just want to make a point that at some point Lamar Miller is going to crush his value. Oh. Yeah, don't keep well, playing it until it, that happens.
2: Foreman's coming back, too. No, with Foreman coming back, it's really going to mess
3: things up. <laughs> I know, I I know, no, one's gonna, I know <laughs> no one's going to hate like this on me. I'm just saying, only if, just, like, just to anti-troll myself, like if he goes for three touchdowns, because I'm probably not going to play him this week, if he goes for three touchdowns at 4,200, I'm going to be banging my head against the wall because I just play him like 25% all the time. <laughs> he never gets there. Um Jackson was gonna stack Watson like that. got there times. like twice for me in like a huge way, and I think it's just stuck in my head. And it like his only two big games ever. Anyway, sorry, I'm done.
2: <laughs> Let's move on to knock out some receivers, guys. Uh I mean I, I look for value uh at receivers typically. Of course, here's some great plays up top. We talked about T Uh Adam dealing at 8.6k kind of jumped off the board. Uh I'm interested in Landry. The volume should be there despite it not happening last week. You got to bust that that uh, Men in Black mind eraser like it didn't happen. It seems like a good spot here once again, despite the fact he's over seven k. Uh, talk about the Baltimore receivers that are really interesting to me. Uh, we talked about uh, you know the New England guys or the running backs. So this is a poor man's this and a poor man's that. Grants, I got that poor man's Tyreek Hill. Tyrell, uh, we got Gabriel at four point seven k. Taylor Gabriel against the Patriots. He's typically, you know, not the kind of sort of a gadget player to some degree, but they they scheme and they make sure to get the ball in his hands. Uh, They give him a run every once in a while, too. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to play him in cash games. He's not the cash game type, but maybe he's in the conversation for me, at least as of Monday. Uh, What are your thoughts as far as Taylor Gabriel poor man's Tyreek Hill or anybody else as far as the receivers?
4: Uh, I mean, I'd much rather play Chester Rogers, who's had triple-digit or double-digit targets in three straight games. Um, people just aren't happy with what he's doing. But if T.Y. Hilton's out again, if Doyle's out again, then Chester Rogers is clearly the better player. I don't mind Gabriel, but um, he's not getting – like, this is a game – I guess Chicago was ahead for most of that game, so they probably weren't passing as much as I remember. They do a lot. Like, there's just too many guys that can get targets there. Uh, Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, and Cohen, all three can eat up a bunch of targets from Gabriel there, so – I'm not a huge fan of his target share overall, even though he could end up with 10 targets in this game. Um, And he could break one to the house at any given time. So I wouldn't go with him. Um, We already mentioned a little bit with Cleveland. I don't know if it was this show or the last time we recorded this show. I don't know. Uh, But Callaway and Ratley or Callaway and Higgins, whoever whoever the third wide receiver is in Callaway, going against the worst cornerbacks in the league that anyone can make look good or look – that anyone can make those wide receivers. Those, yeah, you get what I'm saying. I, I can't even get the words out of my mouth. Uh, but Jermaine Curse, if Inunua is out, Pryor's is banged up. Jermaine Curse is a fantastic red zone target. Bobby, someone open the door of the warehouse. Run. Um, but Jermaine Curse is going to go ham this week at 4,100. He had 10 targets last week. He's going to be more involved in the offense without Inunua there. Wants a safety blanket. Everyone – like this Minnesota defense is good, but – uh, they're going to be up, and the Jets are going to be passing quite a bit. So I, I really, really like Jermaine Karras. And then at the top, it, or in the more mid-tier, Josh Gordon. He's a boomer bust play that I, I will, I've gambled on way too many times, and sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. But he has the talent that no one else in this range has. And then obviously John Brown, if you want something that – and not even safer, I guess. Just another huge upside play.
2: Get all the air yards. Uh, what are your takes there, Bobby, as far as receivers?
3: Yeah, but I would just mention that Robbie Anderson would be my preferred choice running it back in that game. Again, for the upside ability, but I do what what probably will be lower ownership, <laughs> which is really weird. Um, but, yeah, I would probably rather play Robert, Robbie Anderson, but I, yeah. I like those
4: guys. Anyway. Yeah. Bobby, uh, Vikings have given up seven, the most 40-plus yard plays to opposing offenses in the league this year. So, yeah, I guess Robbie Anderson's there too.
3: Yeah.
2: They and also he, lost their, uh, their rookie corner out of the national champs for UCF. So, uh, their their
3: defense got even worse. Oh, my God. You found a way to drop a UCF reference. Nice job, you know. Um, what was it? <laughs> um, I, I think that there's some interesting receivers. Like, okay, so I think that you pay for Adam Phelan. Like, there's – you personally play for this guy for a safety every week, and I play him every week anyway. But there is not a better matchup in the world that he could be facing right now. Um, you have a the team that's been like the worst against the slot in the NFL, basically that funnels everything to that position, and then you have the worst slot corner who's banged up, like who's who plays the like it's just a it's just a great spot. And I think it's it, you know it's on the road. It should be a, a high tempo game. I, I I really like. I'm just going to pay up for him, play some of the Jets guys. I like Treadwell in the same game. I think that at 3,500, he's part of my some of my cousins in Jets stacks. Um, I'll have a little bit of digs, but I'm more interested in Treadwell feeling, and Rudolph is going to have a two-touchdown game come in one of these days. But I really like um, – I like, the you know, obviously the receiving in that game. I like Chester Rogers in the spot he's in, but I just want to point out that I think he's facing maybe, like, one of the top three cornerbacks in the NFL – I don't think this is, like, the dream matchup like it was last week, and he still barely got there last week thanks to a late touchdown. I had him everywhere, so I was happy for it, but I don't know that he's not, like, this lockdown play. I would rather jump up. And Buffalo's defense isn't bad. Like, we just think Buffalo's oh, – overall- their, their corners are spectacular. Their 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 pass defense is actually really good. They have the best th- – they have the – maybe the best corner in the – his name is escaping me right now. He's the, the, the best corner in the NFL. The the yeah. He's, this guy, this guy is really good. I heard Dale Revis
4: was the best one.
3: <laughs> he, was Re- one <laughs> he was at one point, <laughs> uh, but also hey, you Morgan. missed the most obvious one. Like, I don't care what happened when after Cup got hurt last week, just play Josh Reynolds, like take a shot. That's a great place to take a shot.
2: Didn't somebody else, or you're saying you don't care, but didn't somebody else get some run besides Reynolds?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not, the, look, if we hear Everett? more about the yeah, if we hear more about the end of the week, then we could go that way. But as as of right now, I'm gonna bet on the guy who's who's at least flashed the upside before, and I think is more talented. So that's where I would go.
2: All right, we're running short in time. We got to get to our silliness and our nonsense in a few minutes. You guys, uh, Grant, you have any tight end takes for us? Because we we touched on Gronk. You know, certainly interesting at six K, but we, he's not been fully unleashed just yet. Obviously. Uh, and joku I'm not sure if we, you know, we had kind of a run through and some technical issues, so I know we talked about Njoku maybe, if not on this show, the previous show that nobody else heard. Uh, tight end takes, uh, Grant, go.
4: The top four scoring tight ends, point per dollar, on the slate will be Kittle, Njoku, Charles Clay, and Ertz.
2: Okay, I don't mind Burton, I guess I don't like the Bears this week. I like a lot of the Bears, like players. I don't know if I feel great about one in particular, but in tournaments I think a bunch are in play. Uh Bobby, what's say you as far as tight ends?
3: I agree with all those, but I would probably err with Rudolph over. Rudolph won't get a catch. Grant, you want to what? say all that stuff about it? this is the guy who was saying last week he went on a rant about how you can't. Sounds good.
4: Play, I'll can't, take we can't play a...
3: Eric Ebron against this Jets team because of what it, because <laughs> because they don't let any touchdowns. Not only did he catch one, the backup tight end cop. They had like 19 targets between the two of them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Grant. It doesn't matter. Uh... Nope. Uh,
4: By the way, he (laughs) did also... He was worse point per dollar than Vance McDonald, so
3: suck it. That doesn't mean anything. It has nothing to do with anything. No yeah, I said play Vance McDonald over. No, him. it didn't. It. No, it didn't. You said you made you said how he was a terrible play. Terrible play. How he'll be a terrible play against the Jets. Terrible. He was injured, so he, not only he got a touchdown, but the backup got a touchdown too.
4: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And Vance McDonald was better point per dollar.
3: That has nothing to do with it. And, know, so is Uber, and so was Uber, and so was Bray. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And Why would you pay up 2K Bray. for him when you can't get girly, then when you can really vote? Just say Did you really just say Brait was better point per dollar? The guy had one catch. <laughs> yeah. Bray Bray don't, don't, don't just start throwing things out there and expect him not going to catch it. You can't just make stuff up and throw it out there. Say Cameron Bray is better point per dollar? No, he wasn't. Cameron yeah, Bray I was. I was thinking O.J. Howard. Cameron Bray literally was the worst point per dollar play. Anybody who played Cameron Bray this last week, that was a mistake.
2: So this is a segue. I think that's the end of our analysis. This is a segue into our, uh, our Twitter deal. Uh, so last week, now, to be fair, I picked great under the assumption that Howard wasn't going to play. I didn't realize they were going to shoot him up for the game or whatever. He was supposed to be out two to four weeks. I thought Brate was going to be fully unleashed. Uh, I picked Cameron Brate. Uh, one of you guys picked Hooper. Somebody else think picked uh, CJ Iozoma, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, whoever gets the lowest score has to tweet out and Despite the fact my guy's scoring a touchdown, I thought I was cruising, uh, playing with the house's money after the first like, play of the game, whatever it was. break scored really early. Uh, Grant, it, it appears I lost.
4: Yes, you did. So you what, guys what all, all be crazy for
3: McDonald. But, uh, uh, yeah. You're Listen, not, what, my, what am I tweeting out? It still so, is wrong. Huh? I just said it was so wrong to do with when you have Austin Hooper right there.
4: I mean, I played, You can play both in the same lineup. Uh, I, I said.
3: I really back to <laughs> last week's show for those people who listened. I was the one who said you could play both in the in the same lineup last week. You show. said both Braid and Hooper. Not yeah, I, I, I said or I said Ebron and Hooper. I said I said, Orden Joku and Hooper. I said, I said
4: Albert, they, 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 Bobby it doesn't matter. They're all scored by outscored by Albert Wilson. Which yeah. all the saw coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey
2: Bobby, quick question: Do you think Hooper benefited from Sanu and Ridley getting hurt?
3: Do I think uh, no? First of all, by that point, I think he had 15 or 14 fantasy points when uh, Sanu went out. No, 13. He'd already caught the touchdown. Um, so I don't think this a new one had much of an effect. And I don't. I honestly don't. I, look, look look at what the receivers have done against Tampa Bay this year. They've given up, like, an average of 27 fantasy points. Like, I'm not kidding you. These numbers are fucking – excuse me. Excuse Darn it, me. Bobby! Now we have to remember when uh. they- Excuse me. They're frightening. They're frightening how bad they are against the tight end. I'm just going to keep riding against them. David jo- Joku's going to have a monster week against Tampa Bay. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, Okay, guys. what
4: am I speaking about this week? All right, so I only gave you one option because you insulted Vance McDonald so much last week, and I wasn't happy about that. Uh, I like so- options.
2: Why I only get one choice. This is ridiculous.
4: Uh, Because I think you're going to enjoy this. After years of my buttocks descending to the ground and my rear skin no longer able to withstand the ravish of time, I've decided to go with the Kardashian or hashtag Kardashian (laughs) butt implants. Hoping I start to look like that babe, I'm always watching on TV. Hashtag my butt don't lie. Hashtag absolutely epic early week podcast. Yeah,
2: and you think that I, I'm sorry, your inclination, your first instinct was that I would appreciate this tweet?
4: Yeah, did you not?
2: uh I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, that bad? I mean if i say i'm indifferent i'm probably rounding up but hey you know it, it, it's, it's same. this is what i signed up for for uh, so so be it i just look forward to my mentions this is me fun for sure and just <laughs> yeah. don't, don't don't you're racing the stakes just don't lose the rest of the way is all, is all i'm saying
4: i mean i i don't lose uh, we have to figure out what are bets this week so bobby's all over kyle rudolph i'm saying that's
3: Oh, let me pick. Up no, Kyle I'm not. I'm, you... not. I'm absolutely not all over Kyle Rudolph. I'm all over that game. Oh. And I said, I said, okay. I heard the. I preferred in order: uh, Thielen, then uh, Treadwell, then Rudolph. I wasn't oh, Treadwell. Player. You could have Treadwell. I'll take any receiver against them. Point per dollar? go ahead.
4: Oh, oh, Please gosh! Point oh, point oh, this makes
3: funny. Excellent. What, what are you? What are you, you? You have no idea what you're talking about here. You just threw a silly comment out without understanding what you. about. Treadwell's thinking. not good. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so who... So who right, I get, I'm taking Jermaine
4: Curse. Huh?
3: I got him before He's you, able, Not even my favorite point-per-dollar player, and that's where it's really frustrating me that I have to take him. But I'll I, I I take Jermaine, can, Jermaine, take
4: Jermaine, Jermaine. Jermaine oh, Curse. You take okay. Antonio Callaway, Dean. Jermaine Curse. No, because I like Callaway. You take Snead? All right, perfect. You, Bobby, you can't block players. <laughs> you
3: get the, <laughs> the players. I didn't know when I opened this up that I was going to be playing Treadwell versus the field. Like, I just... Bobby, I let you have... I'm still okay with it. I'm okay with it. He's gonna have a big game. I called it with Godwin last week. It's the same thing. It's gonna Everyone
4: called it with Godwin and every player the, yeah, from all, that all, 6% game. All six
3: percent of them. All six percent of you're them. There's only
4: six percent. Oh, great
2: wow, job. God, way
3: more great than great job, field. guys. Great job.
2: Grant, I will yield. Uh I am gonna I, I will be nice. I don't know why I made nice since you the tweet is ripped away. But I will yield curse and I will take the revenge game that is released in the fourth.
4: All right. Sounds good. Like that it. makes fun like that. And by the way, you will yield curse. Mm-hmm. I was the one talking about how I loved him. All podcast long, and you don't. I
3: should be taking Robbie Anderson, by the way. I like to. In there. my
2: notes, that wasn't like, the first cheap guy I looked at when I saw a number was out. I, I take notes for this podcast, guys. Fair enough.
3: Fair enough. By the way, we made it through this podcast without mentioning like the highest. Finally, we finally got a ceiling game from Cole Beasley. Uh, yeah. 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 How about that? Never How gonna. About ha-
4: that? I
3: mean, I. I don't talk Thirty-four about. pointers. Come on, let's go, Cole Beasley. Is he right. in your theory, Bobby? If, you, if a roll yeah. out, like, just kind the of play... Absolutely. Think and he's, and I absolutely them. think he's one of them. I'll tell you why. They don't have anybody to throw the ball to. Nobody. Oh. So, got to be...
2: You?
3: Well, look what just happened. He had nine catches for like, nine catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Why couldn't that happen again? And he's not going to be owned again. I like the... Well, I mean, you <laughs> can always point to somebody some week and say, Wait, well, why can't, can't that
2: happen again? But that's Washington, Washington
3: the defense is better at is good at covering everybody, which is actually better for Beasley historically... No, you can't do it with everybody, but he could definitely be one of the guys because he's flashed. He, look, he, he's getting work on a team where there's nobody else, and there's gonna be they're gonna be passing a ton. What? Why, why wouldn't you take a shot? At why would it they
4: it? be passing it? T- what makes you think they'll be passing yeah, it?
3: time? because Washington's gonna be ahead in this game because Washington's a much better team.
4: I mean, people thought that about Jackson. Washington but- is a one point favorite.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they should be higher. I have no idea why they're one Washington. Washington. You want to make, you, here's a one. Here's a side bet. You want to bet, make a bet that that's three by the, end of the, by the time the weekend comes around? I'll
4: take a How bet that's, that's three. I'll make a bet that's three. That's
3: two full points.
4: Well, it's, it, I think it's one and a half right now, so Dean got it wrong. But yeah, I don't, a, I, don't, I don't It already think,
3: jumped. It's already jumping. Did it open at 1.5? At one? <laughs> I don't know. That's just what Dean said. I have no
2: idea. And we got to give away a T-shirt, guys. We got to give away a T-shirt. We got to throw out a new question for this week. Uh, Grant, remind the people, what was the question last week?
4: Uh, Best dance move at a wedding. So there were a few decent uh, ones on there. Orange Justice, which is a uh, Fortnite dance. I don't know if anyone really knows how to do that well. But uh, the lane, of course. Napoleon Dynamite Dance, The Sprinkler, which was a fantastic one, The Worm, uh, The Robot, The Carlton, a uh, reference from Archer, which I appreciated, and a, The Kitten Play Dance um, were the ones who came up with. Oh, ah.
3: that's a good one.
4: Yeah, it is a good one, but I I think, ah, gosh, I'm wrong. If only
2: somebody would have suggested The Iggy Shuffle, I would be interested, but uh, uh, <laughs> Bobby, amongst those, uh, what kind of jumps out for you?
3: Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, the Carlton is the so far and away the winner for me. Uh, there's no dance that better sums up everything that makes me happy and that I go, it's like, the, it's like a lot of my friends, you go up and do it with your friends when you see them. It's like a funny, for me it's the one that's... None of me.
4: my friends are good enough dancers to do the Carlton. It's really yeah. tough to do well.
3: Grant, the next time I Bobby, see you the first thing, that, is that, is that, remember what, the usual Bobby. hug and kiss that I do, I'm going to do a little Carlton dance when I go see him.
2: All right. Can we get that uh, recorded and throw it in the Twitter I machine? That'll be fun. Yeah,
3: maybe if, we win on a, if you win a different bet that I actually get to select. But I just <laughs> into. I, I'm probably not going to be pl- playing Laquan Treadwell in my, my bet for the Carlton dance.
2: <laughs> Grant, you're going to decide. It's going to come down to the Carlton and the Sprinkler. I'm going to throw a Sprinkler into the conversation. You break the tie.
4: I mean, I'm going with, I'm going with the Sprinkler. The Carlton's a, the Carlton's a better dance. It's just so tough to do and there's nothing I love more than a big middle-aged man going into the middle of a wedding circle and doing the sprinkler. Is that
2: Bobby's a I can hear Bobby is very angry. It's a democracy. It's two versus one, Bobby.
4: Nothing you can do here. I know.
3: That's it. That's, what my, that's why my ex, hence my exhale, man. There's nothing <laughs> I can all I had to do is exhale.
4: So it was what is uh, the... home team 44 was the winner.
2: Yeah, dude. Sl- slide into my DMs, Home Team 44, and uh, we'll make sure you get yourself a nice, comfortable Rotor Riders t-shirt. Uh, in the comment section this week, we want you guys to tell us uh, the answer to the question By Grant's going to ask. What's the question, Grant?
4: I forgot what question we decided on. Uh, we had one for next week. <laughs> oh, best tattoo. Best tattoo. Gifts are encouraged. I know there's one that's immediately going to go up there um, that will immediately be shot down by me because I've seen the gift way too often. But gifts and pictures, nothing not suitable for work on there. Uh, throw them on in. Well, it's, it's got to be a picture, doesn't it? Like, you can't have a, a description
2: of a tattoo. There
4: are a lot of gifts of people with tattoos.
2: Yeah, and it'd be nice if it's actually somebody's personal tattoo. that's so terrible that we're looking for funny. What are, what are we looking for? What are the judges looking for?
4: I, I don't know. I'll, I'll know when I see when I see it. There, there you, you go. go.
2: <laughs> Uh, again, uh, throw that uh, gif into the comment section when you see uh, on RotorGrinders.com when you see the absolutely early epic week podcast posted. Uh, it's like a one in 15 chance. You guys get yourself a free t-shirt, have a little of fun, and uh, reward you for listening to our nonsense for an entire hour. That is the pod uh, for the road. You got anything for us, Bobby, before we step aside and get out of here? It sounds like Bobby may have just left. I heard a door shut.
3: No, that was not on my end at Bobby, all.
4: Bobby, someone's in the room. Someone's in the room. <laughs> Call the cops.
3: <laughs> the, think, I'd like to add that I think that Todd Gurley is still going to break the touchdown record. As I said last week, Grant, and that you should – people should just play him in DFS. Find the money elsewhere. Here's an interesting thing. On the Monday fair through Thursday fair.
4: slate, Shaquan Barkley is going to outscore Todd Gurley. Full point PBR That's by possible. 10
3: points. That actually is possible. 10 points. Well, he's gonna have seventy-two
2: catches. A very, it's funny we didn't talk about Todd Gurley in this late. It's like just assume like he's really, really good if you guys can pay for him, basically play him. Uh, Grant, do you have a rant for the road by chance? Do You have one on layaway? Do, do you have something to get to get us out of here as far as that in the pod?
4: Oh yeah, I've been I've been playing some video games lately because NBA hasn't started up and I have too much free time. But I have a lot of these. I have a Friday the Thirteenth game and um, there's a like I, I realize now how many little kids. Like twelve year old kids are just playing this game and how weird they are. Um I had one guy who was the killer and he just kept coming up to me and screaming, Let me see them toes in the creepiest voice possible <laughs> <laughs> Telling me to write a person. Is, is that something you
2: could do in the game? Can you show off your toes? I don't I don't think
4: that is hilarious. I mean there is, there is some like some of the pe- like avatars or whatever in there are girls in bikinis and but yeah, like the the kids say the weirdest things. Like, like the kids say the darndest t- themed sh- things. Show if it was nowadays, oh my gosh, yeah. it would be so vulgar. It would, it it would be pretty much R rated because kids are very vulgar these days.
2: N- not back in your day, or certainly Bobby wasn't vulgar with his f bombs. I'm sure he learned that in his later years. I, just,
3: I mean, I remember being. I encourage my children to curse, so I have no problem with it myself. <laughs> i i i'm really cursing
4: like there, there was a two-year period when i cursed as a kid and it was always on instant messenger like that that's what it was for me back in the day instant messenger where you're talking to your friends and you drop a few f-bombs and s-bombs and whatnot you thought you were cool nowadays kids actually talk through a microphone and skype and stuff so they, man the kids kids got dirty mouths
2: it really dates the story when you say it's through instant. It wasn't through like AOL or Prodigy or Yahoo or whatever. It's through instant messenger.
4: Oh, I guess it uh, was AOL. It. it was AIM, I guess was what it was. AOL. There is...
2: you go. Uh, Grant, uh, ASL? question mark? Um,
4: what was that? <laughs> Come on. Seriously? Oh, I know. I remember what it was. What was it? Um, that's it. That's the podcast. Okay, what like, is, yeah, what you was it?
2: What you age sex location. Come on. Age sex
4: location. Bobby knows. Um all right. Twenty-nine yeah. male, my, my my parents basement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's Grant, he's Bobby. Thanks for listening to us. That was the absolutely epic early week seven podcast. Good luck in week seven. We're out of here. Call it See
4: Hey kids!